Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's up, fanboys and fangirls? It's Mike and Mark here from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast. And in this week's episode, we're talking about the Flash season finale, the Arrow season finale, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, some questions that are still lingering, what to expect for next seasons of the Flash and Arrow, mainly focusing on those two shows. When we pick back up next week, we're going to kind of incorporate all the DC Marvel shows for one big final push into uh, the summer seasons. And then from there make our way into a new type of formatting for our show to make sure we're covering all genres that you guys have told us about. We're going to end our show with Wonder Woman. Um, The expectations both Mark and I had going into this weekend, um, it's going off to great rave reviews and also the box office hit uh, so far this year of 2017, which was great. So make sure you listen up and let us know how you guys think of our episode Give us a a little shout-out in the comments section. And also, if you could, give us a good five-star rating on iTunes to help us out. Okay, so this week we're going to basically focus on the Flash season finale and the Arrow season finale. Talk about that. Break it down. There's a lot of questions I have from Mark because I'm like Forrest Gump. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Um, And so there's a lot of questions I have for these two season finales um, that I think a lot of viewers might have as well and see... If maybe between the both of us, we can flesh out some sort of explanation. And then we're going to wrap up this show talking about Wonder Woman uh, debuting this weekend and coming out to strong results, it looks like, from reviews and everybody's hyped up about it. And so could this be the DC movie that saves the universe, that saves DC films, saves Batman, saves Superman, so forth? Leave it to Wonder Woman princess diana to to do that so let's jump right in flash okay season finale a lot of things happened which i wasn't expecting um but ultimately we saw the final showdown between barry and savitar now i'm gonna give my thoughts about it and then we'll let mark discuss it and then i've got a couple questions about it so I was not expecting the twist with uh, HR and Iris mm-hmm. switching. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. Now, I will say this. I was It was a little underwhelming for me. It was a good twist, but... It was also the twist, uh, like the only real twist of the episode. I right, exactly. So... And I think the reason why I'm okay with it is because the actual end of the episode is what saved it for me. 
I don't know, um, when Barry goes into the Speed Force. And I'll kind of elaborate on that in a second. So I didn't see the twist with Iris and HR, um, which now Tom Cavanaugh's Earth 2 version of you know Harrison Wells comes back in, which has been my favorite besides the, the, the villain version of Harrison Wells. Um, I wasn't a really big fan of the HR Earth, what was it, 85 or whatever, or... Yeah, some random. Like, yeah, know, yeah. It, I wasn't a big. 19, uh, yeah, I thought he was. He had some good, good moments, but at the same time, I thought it could have been better. Um, in in other moments, so I, the showdown between Savitar and Flash didn't really live up to the expectations I was hoping. I think what we saw from season one between Reverse Flash and and Barry, you know, that ultimately is, is, has set the bar so high that I don't think we're going to get another speedster versus Flash type moment like that. Um, and it was kind of weird for me because we figured out, or at least majority of the team figured out, that as long as Barry did not know what was going on, that was the way to defeat Savitar, you know, i.e. HR saving, going and saving Iris without bearing knowing so then mm-hmm. when savitar does kill iris or who he thinks is iris he doesn't know that it's actually just hr with you know the whole mask thing so there was a lot of different emotions for me going on in this episode um the cisco versus caitlin killer frost versus vibe you know mentality um didn't really that was another kind of you know it was kind of forced upon me i think that it was just rushed into it there wasn't really any type of development and that kind of stemmed from the the episode prior to the season finale where it was just thrown in that cisco had to go fight you know frost and that was it um the i liked how they turned frost back into somewhat good slash evil there wasn't a um there wasn't really a you know, a set determined side of which, you know, that there wasn't a Caitlin, there wasn't a Frost, there was someone in between um, and set it off like that. Where I think the episode really shined was in the last five minutes when the Speed Force was going to destroy the Earth of Earth One unless Barry went in and sacrificed himself. And to me, that moment where you see Barry just kind of accept his fate, not try to fight it, not try to figure some sort of way out of this. Um, he really became the Flash there and became the hero because the hero is selfless. And all we've seen so far on Barry has been a selfish hero where all it's about, been about is saving his mom, saving his dad, saving Iris. And now he finally gets it that it's not about saving himself or saving the people around him. It's about doing what's right for the, the benefit of the whole, and the benefit of the people. And so that moment right there shined really well for me and how it was played out, how the acting really went, how the script was. And so season finale wise, I was kind of hesitant all the way through. And then right there at the end, it saved it. What did you think? You know, I- I'm actually going to have to disagree with you there. Ooh. Um, yeah, right. <clears throat> so from the emotional level, yeah, I-, I agree with you with, you know, becoming the hero, accepting that and not really thinking of his own selfish motives. But 
there seemed to be some inconsistencies with me. First of all, it reminded me exactly of the finale of season one Mm -hmm. where he goes running into, um, what was it? It wasn't the, it wasn't time where Ronnie went into it. Oh, the time warp or something. The wormhole or whatever. Yeah. The wormhole. Yeah. And it was that where like, Oh no, like Ronnie died. So he's, it felt very much like that to me. Um, so I, I don't know. It didn't seem super original, I guess. Um, but the other thing that I still don't quite get, I'm actually looking back at it right now. So there's a chance I may be wrong, Mm -hmm. but I mean, he goes into the speed force. That's fine. But I swear the article, didn't it say that he vanishes in speed force in 20, like 2024. Yep. But it's clearly 2017. I don't think that's, I think this is a different event. I think that this is because I think what what that is leading to 2024 is crisis on infinite earth. Okay. I think this is a different issue um, where he voluntarily, voluntarily goes into it because okay, remember the article is written by Iris and she, that's right. she just, you know, says he, you know, in the, or the headline is he mysteriously vanishes. And right. This point, that she knows where mysterious. he goes. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't even mysterious at all. So I don't think we've gotten there yet. I kind of think it's like the Arrow flashbacks, where it's taken five seasons to see how Oliver got in that whole scenario. I think right. that that's what the Flash is. Is that by the season five will be twenty twenty four? Sure, and that and that makes sense. I I think for me the other issue that I still have with it, and that's fine. It, it you know if that's the case, um. But, you know, well, and that's the thing, because let me see right here. It still says, let me see, red skies vanish, which, you know, it had the red skies, but I guess that's anything with the speed force. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other thing for me with that is um, I am worried that they may handle it very much like they handled you know, the wormhole in season one into season two and how they handled Flashpoint from season two to season three and that we're going to get this Barry being gone for like one or two episodes of next season and then he's back. And, and, and I feel like they have these kind of very quick kind of resolutions to something that I feel could probably be explored a little bit more if that Uh makes sense you know because like with flashpoint like i didn't expect it to go on the whole season but i also didn't expect for it to be like what was like three episodes and then it was like kind of done and then it comes back like with savitar and stuff like like right right but i mean actually him being so i don't know i just i i worry that it's just going to be this like it seems like it's this huge cliffhanger but then i feel like it's going to be resolved within you know, a, a couple episodes next season. And maybe it plays out, you know, and that's fine. Um, but I think what it added into for me, was like I said, with the date for, um, you know, vanishing in, in the, in flash, or I'm sorry, um, vanishing in the crisis and doing it in the speed force and all that. I think the thing that kind of sums up this season for me, and I still felt that way at the end of this was that it was just, too complicated 
I think that they they almost tried to do too much. And for me, and maybe it's just because I'm an idiot, I don't know, but it just there were times that just seemed confusing to me. No, I agree with you. I think I, I will say I, I agree 100% with you that there was try, this episode tried to do too many aha moments, whether it was the uh, the switch with Iris in HR. The right. baz- and I did like that. that yeah, was, I thought that, that was worked. Good. Then the the bazooka, how they try to get Cisco yeah, to make a particle, was, and then it was yeah. the aha moment of like Cisco actually makes it so that Jay Garrick gets out of you know the right. speed force, and then there was the aha moment with um, Savitar himself, where he acts like he's gonna get use Barry and Iris's help, and then he uses the Philosopher's Stone to blow up Star Labs. Then there was another aha moment with um, dealing with what's it called, um, Caitlin switching over and you know not really being Killer Frost and saying yeah, oh yeah. Um, that whole deal. The one thing that I was kind of really really disappointed on the, that still has bugged me is how easily Black Flash was destroyed. Yeah, are you kidding me? For especially for um, so here's the thing. Ebor Thawne reverse flash is, is like the enemy, you right. know, and t- to see how scared he was of black flash and how difficult it was for him to, um, you know, hide from black flash. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, black flash comes hauling ass around that corner and then like, boom, dead. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that, like that yeah. was it. That was a, that was a little disappointing. I, I hope that there's something more to that that we didn't see the end of Black Flash right there because that would suck. Yeah. Because there's potential there with Black Flash. Is, oh, yeah. You know, um, there's a lot more you can do with that. I'm not saying he has to be the main villain next season, which no, I think huh? they already announced that it was going to be the thinker um, as the main villain for yeah. season four. Um, but still, like how they use Black Flash – in Legends, how he was chasing after Eobard and stuff like that, and you would just see, you know, a couple episodes here and there of him going after him and stuff. That was good. That was perfect. Right. So hopefully it comes back. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I agree with you from, like, the emotional standpoint there at the end of him accepting his fate and, you know, doing that. And, you know, I mean, obviously we know somehow, way, shape, or form he'll be back. But I just – I don't know. It just – it it didn't feel like a season finale to me, really. Like, See, I, it just, I don't know. We'll get into this, but this one felt more of a season finale than Arrow did. And, like, Arrow, like... Oh, man. Yeah, that did not feel, like, if we want to talk about that, that show did not feel like it was a season finale, um, To in, in my eyes. This had a little bit more to it, because now what I see is with Barry gone, I think the best way to handle next season is maybe do a time jump and maybe go and speed up the the timeline maybe five years so instead of 2017 it's 20 22 somewhere around there i would say but that would also mean arrow would have to speed jump too as well mm-hmm. um so i don't know that's going to be in same thing with supergirl so that's something that's that's difficult with the Arrowverse. Um, i thought i read somewhere though that the Arrowverse, like, it's connected, but it won't be quite as connected. 
Well, it's got to be connected at least Flash and Arrow because they're in the same damn right. city. Like, basically, they're 60 miles apart almost or whatever, right. 200 miles apart. So you can't do a time jump or a show focusing five years in the future with the Flash, but then that present day correct. with Arrow and then right. try to do crossovers as well. So that's going to be difficult. Um, but who knows? Maybe both Arrow and Flash decide, the writers decide, let's just do a time jump. Let's go five years into the future um, and forget about all, you know, that middle part and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So then that would at least establish Wally and Team Flash, you know, without Barry for quite some time. Um, right. So my question is, how long do you think it's going to be till we see Barry Allen back as the Flash? Three, four episodes. Ooh. That's too soon for me. Oh, I agree, but I just that's the feeling that I get. Like I said, I thought I thought Flashpoint, like actually Barry being in this alternate time, I thought that was gonna be and like seeing all the repercussions and all these changes, I thought that was gonna be more episodes than the three that it at least originally started with. And like, yeah, it obviously brought Savitar, but being in that moment I thought was gonna be longer than it was. Right. What would you? How would you feel about this? What if they did similar to the Arrow style of show, where you had Team Flash with Wally, but then you'd get these little like two to three minute clips throughout the episode of Barry in the Speed Force, maybe trying to figure. Uh, a way yeah, out. I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. I think that would actually work. Like I said, what I'm afraid of is that they'll kind of rush through it. He'll be back or they'll put someone else in the speed force, something like that. And then it's going to be the aftermath of him being in the speed force. I don't know. Yeah. I I think there's only two options you can do is do a time jump and just move five years into the future, have maybe one or, or two or three episodes without Barry and then bam, he comes back. So it makes it seem like he's been gone for at least five some odd years. Or you go the first half of the season without Barry, but have two to three minute clips throughout the episodes here and there focusing on Barry. So I think it should be like the second way. Like you said, I just think the time jump is too difficult with the shared universe. Right. But I also feel that so many people like, grant gustin so much you know i do he's a great actor i think Mm -hmm. he does a wonderful job that like i think i think they rely on him more than being able to just use him for a couple shots per episode for half a season right i I could see that definitely no Um, i mean I, i agree with what you're saying i think that's the way they should go but i don't know if that's you know, but then again, I don't know because you know, and we'll get into this later. But it's like we talked about with Arrow. Arrow went a, a what month, two months without even really seeing Green Arrow. Right. We, I mean, I know Oliver was still there, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it, it would be weird to do the Flash without Barry, but I mean, it's been done in the comics and stuff. I just don't know if the TV world is ready for that. The TV universe. The right. kind of transition um, to that. I mean, I would like it. I would like to see a, a half a season of Wally being the Flash, or maybe you know Jay Garrick being the Flash for some time, or a team up, or whatever. However, they want to do it. 
I think that would be great. Um, yeah. And so that I, I hope they don't rush it. I hope they don't feel like okay, we got to bring Barry back really fast. Mm-hmm. All right, my other question for you, Savitar wise. Okay, here's the issue I had with Savitar. Once Iris was saved, and the timeline rips again, Savitar knows he's basically on on shifted time. Mm-hmm. Why not have Wally take everyone to a separate universe? A separate Earth without Barry even knowing about it, mm-hmm. and just say Barry sit like on this. Like they initially did until yeah, HR exactly. said something. Yeah, but it, but take everyone, not just mm-hmm. you know two or three people. Take everyone, hide out on Earth fifty nine, or have Cisco vibe them in you know somewhere, mm-hmm. and just say Barry sit in this chair for the next forty eight hours, and you'll be fine. <laughs> right, I, like that is the the problem with the whole Savitar spiel making it. Barry's time remnant and stuff was that if everybody found out, oh hey, all we had to do is switch Iris with HR and HR sacrifices itself. Savitar is gonna basically vanish in a ma- like in a moment yeah. in a matter of time. Just everybody get the hell out, go to a different Earth, and just chill there. You know. Yep. But no, I I I didn't really. Um... You know, we kind of talked about earlier this season. I wasn't thrilled that Savitar was the main villain this season. Yeah, there's too many speedsters. Because it was kind of speedstered out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I felt when when we learned it was a time remnant Barry, I don't know, I just felt that was kind of underwhelming. Right. I thought there were a lot of really cool other choices you could have gone with, which would have made sense. And so, really, when, when we found that out, it was just kind of, eh. You know, so it kind of just seemed to go from there for me. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I I don't, like, I know it sounds like I'm saying, like, Flash was awful this season. It wasn't awful this season at all. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't. The villain didn't live uh, up to the hype. That's what it was. Yeah, I I just wasn't as drawn in this season as I have in the past. Well, and that's what you get for doing three speedsters in a row. Right. As the villains. It's like going and watching... Batman Begins, Batman, uh, or The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Returns, and every single time, it's the Joker being the villain. The first right. time around, it'd be great, but if Heath Ledger played the Joker all three movies, it would have been done. Yeah, it loses its appeal a little bit, yeah. yeah. Everybody would be like, okay, we've seen this, you know, next. It's, you know, it's kind of very similar to the Suicide Squad argument was that you didn't need Jared Leto's Joker because it is too soon and everybody was still not over you know, um still not over Heath Ledger's version of mm-hmm. Joker and stuff. So Well it's kinda like why Superman Returns with Brandon Roth was kinda underwhelming because they had Lex Luthor with Kevin Spacey, which right. don't get me wrong, Kevin Spacey did an awesome job. But it's like yep, it's Lex Luthor. Like that's we've seen this we've seen yep. so many times. Um yeah, so I, I agree with you on that point. Yeah, so in the, in the scheme of things, it looks like as the seasons progressed, the villains have regressed. So to me, Reverse Flash number one, still the best villain so far yeah. on the show. Then uh, Zoom, then Savitar, and mm-hmm. I think the whole time remnant thing and stuff like that just made it too confusing yeah. for all that. Okay, um, now moving forward from this episode to next season 
how do you see Team Flash working out? So, like, in my eyes, I see Cisco as being more of the leader now, um, especially with his vibe powers and everything. I think he's going to take on the role as being the leader, and Wally's going to kind of follow his lead for quite some time, even though he'll be the Flash. Yeah, I I actually see... I agree with that, but I, I actually see um, Cisco not only taking the lead role, but also more of the role as um Harrison Wells season one like when um he was training Flash or, yes you know originally the mentor. because yep. right because Wally is still you know a little a little raw a little wet behind the ears and I think he needs to you know kind of fine tune some of that training and Cisco has that um experience my question for you is what sort of capacity are we going to see um, Tom Cavanaugh's character? I think he plays a, a pivotal role. Kind of, I think he's going to – the Earth 2 Harrison yeah. Wells plays similar to Earth 1 Harrison Wells towards Wally because he wants to protect Wally since Jesse loves Wally. He's, so All he's right. going to look – I think they're going to be more of a – it's going to turn into a father-son relationship even though, you know – um, Joe is still alive and in Wally's life, you're going to see that kind of father-in-law step in um, and kind of be his mentor and try to protect him. Um, but with Cisco taking the lead and, and maybe being more vibish, you're going to see this, you know, Earth 2 uh, Wells be more of the scientist coming up with the, the inventions and how to stop mm-hmm. um, the villains. And so the, the characters I'm kind of confused about now moving forward is where do they play out is joe and iris west because no barry i mean they're basically gonna have to ride on the coattails of wally you know right um, and try to find some sort of place for them in that so you're gonna be missing out on a love type of relationship because caitlin and julian are basically dunzo no iris and barry wally and jesse are on different earths so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how the the Joe Iris West characters play out. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, overall season finale. How would you rate it? Let's say a scale one to ten. A six and a half or seven. Really? Wow, I think it's yep. better. I, mm-hmm. I I agree. Mm-hmm. There was some some big. There's some issues with it, but that ending, how you saw Barry grow up in there in that moment, you know, to me really saved it. And I I'd put mm-hmm. it probably like I still think the ending to season one was the best. It was just so many different things going on that kind of worked itself. But but see, I st- I still just think the ending of se- of this season was very much like that. Like he realized the only way to stop this wormhole or whatever was to be the hero and sacrifice himself and go into it. And I feel like that's almost the exact same thing that happened. Right. So like for me, yeah. Cause I know he kind of lost himself then gained it again, but I don't know. It just, it seemed the same to me. I think the reason why I liked it is cause there were, I didn't see any of the, t- like I didn't see the Iris, HR twist coming. Yeah, I liked that. I liked yeah. that a lot. Um, I didn't see the concept of, you know, like, even though it was kind of lame-ish, I don't know. Um, 
but Savitar being shot by Iris, and that's how basically he dies. And and yeah. and I, like, I don't know. It just there were it, there were definitely some holes to it, but overall, that ending saved it. If you didn't have that ending, if everything went hunky dory, everybody's living their life, I would have been like, yeah, that's that probably wasn't anywhere near in the top quality. It probably, but to me, it showed everything that we we've seen Barry go through in the past three seasons. Because every at the end of season one, he has an opportunity to go save his mom, but he doesn't because he wants to keep the the timeline the way it is. Then he goes back you know, in season two and does the time remnant thing. So he doesn't sacrifice himself. And then he ends up going, losing his dad. And so then he goes and saves his mom and his dad. And so everything has been selfish about Barry. And so this was the moment where no one was going to sacrifice themselves except for Barry, because at the end of season one, Ronnie sacrifices himself. Season two, the time remnant, you know, um, and his dad sacrifices himself. So I just I think this was a really good season finale. I, I liked how it ended. I like how the show is going to be, you know, different. Hopefully in season four. Hopefully. Yep. All right. Now the the kicker of all kickers is Arrow. That season finale was off the chain. Like oh, it man, was. Thing was all over the place. Oh my gosh! It felt like a shotgun. Like just spray bullets and see where they land. The, um, I, there there were there were twists and turns everywhere. The 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 one twist that I never like I I did not understand I had to watch it like three times was when Artemis was captured right and Oliver puts her in the cage when he's <laughs> yeah, they like left and her there and left and well even before he leaves her there Artemis go Artemis goes what if Chase wanted you to capture me I'm like what the hell why would somebody want you to capture me type deal and leave you boxed in uh you know in the middle of a woods type deal. I was like, that doesn't make any absolutely sense. But well, hey. Artemis's character hasn't made sense to me since, her, like, when she defected in the mid-season finale. Like, I thought that was awesome, and then they just dropped the ball with her. No ragman. No real. There was no real point to yeah. her for the remainder of the season. Wow, the writers on Arrow, man, they when they just want to drop a character, they will oh, just drop, drop it. There's no, yeah, there's no like uh, nice send off for them or anything. Uh, it's like, oh hey. Ragman, yeah, I quit. I'm gonna go back to my my town. I'll see you guys later, maybe. Yeah. Um, Artemis, yeah, I'm gonna switch to the bad guy side. You won't see me for six episodes, and then I'm gonna right. show up. You, then you're gonna think I'm dead, but I'm really not. And then I'm not gonna come back for another four or five episodes. Yeah. Yeah, they completely wasted that character. I mean, the first half of the season was fine, but they completely wasted the second half. Of the oh, without a doubt. So here's you. You get Oliver. Going to Lian Yu, realizing that it's ultimately going to be a showdown. He does the thing that I think every single Arrow fan has been wanting to see now since the end of season two is teaming back up with you know with Slade Wilson. That was awesome. Then freeing Boomerang, which that ended up being a, a, a weird twist in itself. So mm-hmm. he brings to the island to save his friends the the which i call the b team now because mm-hmm. you can't get better than the team that he had on lee and you with Dude, oliver that team. If, if slade that was oh, nissa okay. and malcolm Stop merlin it. that's all you need the show would yeah. rock i would get rid of every other character on the show yep. maybe keep diggle yeah. but get rid of everyone else 
and keep that core. I wouldn't care how much money I would need to pay. You know how many people would watch a show if you had a show of rotating characters? You could do, you don't even have to have them all at the same time. Hell, you could do an episode per character. Have one episode about Slade. Have one episode yep. about Oliver. One episode about Nyssa. One episode about Malcolm. Holy smokes. That was the best team up I've seen um, yet. And so they the A team goes to try to save the B team and that turns into the biggest cluster in the world. Um, and then you get the, the holy fireworks at the end of the, the episode. I don't know. I don't know how Chase got all those explosives or had the time to set them Jesus. all up. Like it's a lot. Al Qaeda doesn't even have that many, you know, explosives and he freaking set off. Why not? This was my problem. Why not just get a nuclear bomb? Why lay out all those bombs on just get one nuclear bomb, you know? Or I think it would have made more sense if, like, to still have that same ending, but instead of the entire island blowing up, just the one area where you knew the team was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, you, is... have, you, you hear one huge explosion, and you know it's right where the team was. Yeah. It would still, I feel, have, like, the same type of impact and, like, oh, crap, what happened to them? Rather than like the whole island <laughs> exploding and yeah, I don't know yeah. falling right. into the sea or whatever. So let's break down this this season finale. All right, let's go flashbacks because that was. How did yeah. you like the flashback? The, the we finally got to see the reveal of how Oliver was saved from the island of Lianyu. Um, I you know once again I I just could have done without the flashbacks this year. Two things I think would have really helped the flashbacks. I think one. If Kovar had been Chase's actual father, oh, I think that would have made a much better connection and would have made sense because I still think the Claiborne one was a little uh, kind of far-fetched. Not far-fetched, but it's just, it just seems like a, a, quite the grasp, I guess. But um, I, it was kind of underwhelming to see, like, oh, I just put on this wig and this beard to be saved i honestly would have been fine if all five seasons the flashbacks dealt with something on the island i really think they could have done something well hell i mean everybody was on the island so you had yeah how three or four different you know terrorist organizations plotting to destroy the world on the lian Yu. right you know season one season two and then season four all were on the island even if they would have had some sort of flashbacks of him in like straight up like castaway mode, you know, just like trying to survive on this island by himself. Right. Yeah. You know, doing a whole like Arnold and Predator sort of thing. You know, like I would have been fine with that and just, you know, not having the flashbacks every episode sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't know, seemed kind of odd. Just I to... think everything worked for me until he went back to the island and Kovar was there. I think. If Kovar had been Chase's dad, it would have worked. Right. But it kind of lost the the whole idea of Oliver being saved within looking like he'd been through hell on the island. Kind of lost his luster when you found out it was a wig and fake beard. Yeah, right. To me, it was like, really? Come on, you know? Right. I think if if they had done that where they basically dropped him off, after in the middle of the season and then we maybe gotten you know four or five flashbacks of him you know just kind of 
meditating, you know, just going through his own purgatory himself and, right. and stuff and, and then being saved by seeing the, the boat and stuff. That would have been fine. Yeah. Or say, look, Cobra's on the island. He stops him from getting saved by the original boat that was going to save him. So then he's got to get he's stuck on the island for a little bit longer than what he thought he was going to be on there. Something right. like that. But the fake beard, the fake <clears throat> hair. I mean, I didn't expect much from the flashbacks on the season finale just because, I mean, I didn't. Flashbacks haven't been great for a while. So I didn't. Since probably season two. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have high expectations for that part of the finale. I was more excited to see everything else yeah all right so the big team up of slade boomerang nissa malcolm i think was done perfect yeah i would have done without boomerang though like if because i think he was kind of lost in this episode with so many characters um and really, he was more of a Flash villain than anything else. I would have actually liked to have seen, like, because I thought the twist of him, like, Turning. undercutting. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, the thing, because it also strengthened Slade's and um, Oliver's relationship. You know, like, they didn't even ask Slade sort of a thing. Right. Which I, I do want to add that I thought it was cool to see Slade off of the Mirakuru and like really, you know, just repentant for what he had done. You yeah. Know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't a bad twist to like a new version of Slade Wilson different but, than what I've seen in the comics, but yeah. yeah, but you still saw that kind of back and forth with him anyways, but I think it strengthened their relationship. But I, the thing with, I would have rather seen with boomerang was when all the showdowns were taking place. Like you had Talia and Nisa and yeah. all, you know, I would have rather seen like a Slade versus Boomerang. Than that would have been nice. Kind of the than just the league members there, um, which was fine. But well, that's the question I, I have for you: Is that the league, or so did the league? See, I don't come yeah, back. I, see, that's what I don't understand, or where they kind Are of there just tally, like yeah, you know, like for when Talia was there, I don't know, or people she trained, I don't know. Yeah, was that the like NBA DL? Like, is that the Deven- right. developmental league version of right. the League of Assassins? You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, because I mean, I thought Roz was in charge of the league, and then Oliver, and then Malcolm, Malcolm. and then Nissa. So I don't know how, well, how Talia about, got her own league. You know? How about uh, Malcolm? You know, all these years they hating him, and he kind of turns the hero a little all right bit. so is he dead well here's the thing unless it's unless it's a smoke screen they had an interview with john barman and he and he is not signed on for next season man i tell you what if that is the case that's a i mean it's a good way for him to go out but also a bad way for him to go out oh, because you didn't i get don't to think see it. yeah like that that to me is like, you know, I don't know. I could see maybe a, a season without Malcolm Merlin on Arrow. I mean, but you got to make him like that for him to I mean, I don't know. I mean, that could very much be a smoke screen. Yeah, know, oh, I, I very much good. 
Um, I could see not that. like we haven't seen that before because uh, Manu Bennett, he was the one that kept saying, like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not signed on for anything. And then obviously he was in the last episode. Right. So it clearly could be that, um, you know, because I could really see him, um, you know, and there's a, a guy who will, um, his username Kronks, and he even said he could easily see, um, you know, Malcolm quickly pulling boomerang onto the mine and then getting the heck out of there you know i mean he you know how he pulled the off of there right like boomerang was standing right there he could have clearly just done the exact same thing and took off and sacrificed boomerang instead of himself you know what i mean um or maybe he is just maybe he is dead and that was his kind of coming full circle sort of thing yeah i mean it's a good it's good off-screen thing but I don't know. I just thought it would have, if you were going to get rid of Malcolm Merlin, man, uh, it, it, let's different. be real though. This is the Arrowverse. Like, no, like you didn't see a body. They, they may not be dead. Like, yeah. come on now, you know, or you have seen a body, Sarah, and they're still not dead. So, you know, there's so many, there's so many things there. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't I mean, Hey, he, he was, great character and maybe he comes back you know season seven season eight or whatever but right the dark archer himself uh man that would be something yeah that was cool that was a cool twist though it was you know it's you know because here here he is and he has always cared about thea and she's always hated him and you know does the, the fatherly heroic thing because uh, I didn't see that coming at all. No, yeah, I didn't see it either. So let's hope maybe we get, you know, I don't know, maybe season seven and so forth. I don't know. Maybe something. Yep. Um, okay. So the big climactic scene, we get Chase uh, taking Oliver's son on a boat. Oliver stops him. It goes into a showdown between saving his son or saving his friends. Oliver thinks he's outsmarted Chase by shooting him in the foot, which saves his son and thinks he's basically saved his friends because as long as Chase is alive, the island doesn't blow up. But then Chase has a gun on him, blows himself up, or, you know, shoots himself in the head, blows up the island. Tell me if I'm wrong, but did was this not the whole ending to the Dark Knight? Except we got the big, you know, the big boom at the end of this at the scene instead of you know the dud. No one blows themselves up at the end of the Dark Knight. Oh, the ultimatum choice thing. Yeah, like was that not what like the Dark Knight was all about with the Joker and stuff? Yeah, I, I guess I could see what you're saying there. That does make sense. And, I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be the first time the arrow's taken from Batman. Um, I think for me, though, see, I actually like this part. Um, because, it, it, obviously, this was a very emotionally, psychologically driven um, scene. So, either way, Chase has somehow scarred Oliver's son. Yeah. Right. So it's either I'm going to kill you (laughs) or 
here's this kid who is going through all this and sees a man shoot himself in the head and then an island of people blow up, like... Oh, yeah, he's becoming either a superhero or supervillain in the future. Uh, right, so it's just like, you know, to go through... Like I said, the, the, the entire island blowing up, yeah, that was, that was over the top too much. But, you know, the back and forth, that's what they've been doing the whole season is trying to one-up each other. And, like, still at the end of this chase... He, he's the only villain that is still in some way, shape or form one upped Oliver. You know, I mean, at the end of every season, Oliver has like, quote unquote, killed the bad guy. You know, obviously Merlin came back. People come back, obviously. Right. But this is the one where the, the bad guy did it himself and still accomplished his own mission. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, the the psychological part of it, of this back and forth, it, it, the twist kept going back and forth on this boat right up to the end for me. Because it was either like someone was going to, you know, quote unquote, die, you know, and then here Oliver as he chooses his son, rightfully so. But then, you know, then the island blows up and, you know, Oliver thought he had one up him, but no, Chase ends up taking his own life because for himself, his mission is complete. And so I just, you know, that ended on a huge cliffhanger for me, and which is what I liked because I like it, but I hate it when a season finale. And I think that's where my um, it differs for me with Flash a little bit. So, like, yeah, obviously Flash, like we know that we'll that there's something with the speed force and that's kind of going to be the focus with Arrow, I felt like I had so many more questions that I'm like, oh my gosh, what? How are they going to do this next season? Yeah, What's going to happen with this? And so, like, it's like, damn it, I have to wait all summer until this comes back. Where with Flash, like, I'm still wondering certain things, but at the same time, I have a feeling what way it's going to go. Does that make sense? Oh no, it definitely, it definitely makes sense. I just can't wait for the outlandish way that everyone survives on that island. Here's the thing, though. Someone, and I think that's a good point because someone has to die. Oh, it's Artemis, like locked in the box that Chase wanted me to be locked in the box for. And stuff. Right, but I almost think that I mean like someone from Team Arrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like somebody I doesn't make it to the safe house or something. Or yes. the, 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 like the plane, I, they trip and they correct. fall, and they're like, "No, go!" Yeah, exactly. So, like, realistically. You know, you know, I've talked about they probably either went to where Slade's cell was. Right. Or I thought I had I thought at the end of season two, when he's even talking about the bunker, I thought he said Argus has a bunch of the whatever. Slade knows the island. Hell yeah, but, he's been there for a while. Right. So I feel like in order to make it somewhat realistic, someone from the team would need to go. OK, if you're going to pick, who would you pick? To to die. Well, I doubt it's going to happen for any of them. I still think they're all going to make it, which I think is dumb. But um, I'm trying to think of who I know for sure has obviously signed on because that's where the, that's where Arrow kind of shot themselves in the foot. And it's not the first time they've done it this right. season. Is they announced people who had signed on for the next season, so you obviously know that Wild Dog is alive because he signed on for next season um i forget you know i forget who else did but it was kind of like when they did the whole black siren thing uh on the mm -hmm. um 
promo, you know? Um, you know, I, I think it would, I mean, you know, it's not going to be Felicity. Um, I mean, who, who does that leave you with? I mean, Curtis? Mm, Curtis is coming coming back. Oh, that's right. I mean, it, it like, that's the thing. I think everybody will return, but I think that's kind of, I don't know. I think that short changes the ending. You know what I mean? To have the entire island blow up, but, right. like, everybody makes it. All of Team Arrow makes it. Yeah, so let's see. Renee, I'm going to say. He's signed on. He signed on. Dinah, I think, is signed on. Mm, Diggle. See, and I don't know, and that's the one I'd be, I'd be pissed about. Yeah, because that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the only one that I really, that's the only one that uh, I really like from Team Arrow. <laughs> uh, so I'm definitely gonna say. Um, what's his name? What's her name? The mom of Oliver's oh, son. Yeah. She's gonna die, yeah, and it's gonna take call. on Oliver being like you know a dad. Yeah, um, that's a good call. Lance, maybe. You know, maybe because he really came to terms with like calling the you know the Black Canary. Yeah. Remember, like that. I mean, that would make sense. I wouldn't really want that either. I've liked him, but, but I guess those two would be the ones that would somewhat make sense. Yeah. Uh, black. Well, Black Siren is well, is no, signed, on, signed on. Signed on. Dang. Which I I could really do without personally, but whatever. Um. Damn. I. <laughs> She seemed forced a little bit, Black Siren. Yeah, uh, but I think here's what I think is that they're opening up for more of like a crossover between Flash and you're gonna see this version of Laurel Lance maybe be more into helping Team Flash out fighting meta humans mm. than being a district attorney and stuff like. Because how could she? How could she stay in? in the Arrow universe as Laurel Lance when everybody saw her die as Black Canary or right. knew that she died. So it'll be tough. I think she's going to be on Arrow and then transition over to the Flash. Uh, Curtis is probably it, man. Curtis, the mom, maybe Lance. The only one I could really see how that is the mom. But yeah, mom's definitely going to die. And then we're going to have another kid that's being raised by himself, like uh, Diggle's daughter, or son, John Jr. Yeah. Because yeah. Diggle and Lila, I mean, basically... Are never home. Yeah. Um, well, they then, obviously both work nights, so, like, they're taking care of the baby. King yeah. Shark. T- yeah, King Shark is now the babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. And get this, so I forgot to tell you this earlier, but Vigilante will be back season six. Oh, gosh. Yes. That that was another huge waste. That one just dropped off the face of the earth, literally. And and now we have, like, a a way for him to come back. But it might be some way that they're connected, you know, like to to Chase and stuff like that. So maybe the, the arc between 
Chase's Prometheus and Vigilante, like you've been saying for a while, are you know are I think you know, that, yeah I think are linked actually yeah I so, really do because uh, I I think personally that <clears throat> Vigilante is actually Adrian Chase, and Prometheus was using the name Adrian Chase maybe because in in the comics obviously Vigilante is Adrian Chase, and then what's his name? I mean if you what's his name. I keep calling him Chase because that's kind of what he went by. But then he even said that wasn't his name. His real name was whatever. I don't even remember. But you remember that? Yes. The, the yeah. stupid name. I, re- I remember yeah. it and I was like, this is getting too complicated for me. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. But that, that's funny. Like, Oh, yeah. Remember him? They're like, oh, crap. We forgot to mention him, didn't we? Yep. So. Yeah. It's, so we got Vigilante coming back. We don't know who's coming back from. Team Arrow. Oliver's a single dad now. Oh, what about Thea? I forgot. Could Thea be done? Uh, uh, <laughs> Malcolm sacrificing himself to th- save so Thea. So she dies and she dies. Oh, gosh. That would be... Ooh. Yeah. That'd be bad. Artemis is dead because she's locked in a box that Chase wanted her to be locked in a yeah, box. Yeah, whatever. For. Unless Talia went and got her. No, Talia's not going to do Well, is Talia dead? But she can't be dead because that would ruin the Batman universe if they ever right. decided to do that. You know, Everybody went and hid out in the bunker together. That would be something else. Like, I cannot wait to see the season premiere of season six and everybody's hiding out in a bunker together drinking but beer. See- the th- you're right, yeah, right. But like see, Oliver's crying do, and stuff like, oh my god, and stuff. And uh, but see, what I do like about it is, like I said, there are so many things that I, I, I just, I can't think of a solid answer to, which is what I enjoy about a season finale and gets me excited for the next season. Yeah, I mean, I, I like get at you. the end of at the end of last season with Damian Dark, like I was not excited about. Well, I mean, I was excited that season four was over. Yeah, I like, think everybody was. There was that. nothing there. I was like, so oh, here's yeah. here's why I think I have a little bit of a sour taste of this season finale was that the hype for this season going into it was that everything would come together. the The story arc for season one through five would would all come together. Right. And it seems like it's like a major cliffhanger for next season. I would have, if I would have actually just preferred no one said anything about season five. And said, "Hey, look, we screwed up season four. We're going in a new direction." Hey, there you go. But to all, because you remember all the promotions were like, "This oh, we're yeah. gonna find out how Oliver gets back. You're saved off the island. His ha- his past is gonna come back and haunt him. This is gonna, you know, everything's gonna be wrapped up." And it's not. It's actually worse. Because now we have no freaking clue on how the hell any of those people survived that destruction of the island. Well, Um, see, here's the way that I see it. I feel like everything from seasons one to four have kind of been wrapped up. But now there are these new things that happen that's then moving, like creating a new issue. You know what I mean? Like, kind of. we do we do know that he got off the island. This guy was connected. How? Well, because of Oliver killing his father when he was the vigilante. And, you know, you have, um, you know, you tied up these loose ends with Slade. Um, there was a connection to season three with, um, you know, Nissa and Talia. Um, you know, there wasn't much of a connection to season four, which is probably pretty good. But so I feel like there were, I, I don't, has it come full circle? No, 
but I do think that it kind of put some things to rest from seasons one through four and some of five so that now what they have is something that can like actually kind of spur them forward into new stuff. I get you. Because there's no reason for the flashbacks anymore. But we're still going to get some sort of type of flashy. Don't do a flash forward. No, don't even do a flash forward. Just don't do it. What if we do a pause? What if it's like 30 seconds of a pause? You know, like freeze. (laughs) What they need to do is actually spend that time on character development so then they don't have to waste an episode on character development. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I just... I think it was great. Don't get me wrong. It was definitely better than season four. I think it was um, better than season three. Yeah. You're not going to get better. One, two, yeah. five. I, I would go two, well, I'm sorry, two, two one, one, five. Two, one, five, three, four. Three, four. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, like, in so it's right there in the middle for me. I don't think you're ever going to get, um, ever get bigger than, Season two, I think that was that bar set to I kind of just like season one in reverse flash and so forth with that show. So I I think what why I liked it as a season finale and they even joked about it was the fact that they weren't trying to save the city. (laughs) It wasn't. Yeah, it was not saving the city. It was something completely different. Um, Now, my question for you is, does Slade Wilson return? in season six and if so in what capacity is it just kind of like a one and done yeah i think maybe two or three episodes um max because i think manu Bennett already has a show that he's filming and so that would be difficult to do it like on a and i don't think we need to see it more than like two or three times because i think that's what makes him kind of like the the boba fett of the arrowverse that we only get these little snippets of him and that's makes him great. I think too much. He needs his own show. I so that's where I was like kind of heading to. That the only way I could see it being successful of us getting a lot of him is that maybe we get that mercenary type, you know, show that it's a more of a nine o'clock or a ten o'clock show with more adult themes, and it's him looking for his son type deal, um, and kind of doing the the dead shot way of it and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. We're maybe working for Argus, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah. I, I without a doubt, if you did your, if you did it, their own Deathstroke TV show, maybe at the nine ten o'clock, you know, airing on a Thursday, you know, Wednesday Thursday night, you get a little right. bit more darker adult theme don't necessarily have to ever tie it into like the flash or supergirl or anything like that kind of keep it its own kind of like what they're doing with black lightning it'll yeah. be legit without a doubt yep oh yeah so scale of 1 to 10 how would you rank it uh i would probably rank it and um i'd actually give it probably a 8.5 8.5. I think I'm right there. I think it's for its own, like, as much as I love the Flash's um, season finale, I loved Arrows in a different way. I, I thought it just had more across the board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I Like you said, like, yes, I like the end of Flash. I like the twist with 
um, Iris and HR, but that was kind of it for me personally. And I felt like this had something kind of little piece by piece. And for once, I feel like they actually balanced the character as well. Yeah, the only thing to me that was missing is a kind of a bigger climactic battle scene. I think the the battles yeah, yeah. were kind of lackluster. They were good, but it could have been so much more. Just kind of like you said, a boomerang versus Deathstroke. Um, right. A little bit more of Nyssa versus Talia. Go a little bit more deeper into that. Um, the canaries going at each other and stuff. It just right. seemed like it was too simple. And then, look... They've got to stop using the League of Assassins or the League's going to yeah. look horrible because they've gotten their ass kicked now twice. And when you see Curtis starting kicking, like, he's kicking the shit out of people in the League. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, seriously, come on. These guys are supposed to be the best of the best of the world and they're getting their ass kicked by a guy who just started, you know, training to fight. So, right. yeah, they've got to figure out a new villain, crew, core, something like that. Thing. Right, the, like the hive, that was okay to to believe. Ex military officers, whatever, you know. Yeah, but not the league. They got to stop using the league. Right. All right. Last bit of news, just kind of uh, your thoughts. So this weekend's pretty iconic because it's the debut of the DC Wonder Woman movie starring Gal Gadot. Um, it's gotten rave reviews so far. It's on track to do somewhere over $80 million in its opening weekend. How excited are you to see a successful DC movie slash a successful just um, woman superhero movie? You know, I'm I'm really excited for it. I think that iconic and really for me one of the best parts of Batman vs. Superman is when she saves Batman from Doomsday's, mm-hmm. you know, he, um, eye lasers, whatever. And uh, that, like, nice iconic music plays and this and that. That was some of the most interesting part for me. And so now I'm just, I'm really excited for the reviews that's getting talking about it being so good and so well done. Not only for DC, but also just for a female hero heroine, because if this didn't go well, I think it'd be very hard, unfortunately for other female led movies, especially with superheroes to really kind of take on. If it does well, I think the opposite effect happens and and it's going to be easier for something like that because we really haven't seen that. You know, I mean, what like, yeah, we've had Black Widow for Marvel, but this she's been more of a secondary character. And, you know, to have, you know, um, Superman or I'm sorry, Man of Steel and then Batman versus Superman, which have, you know, obviously mixed reviews and then have Wonder Woman come in and take over. I think it would just be awesome for for women, for the genre, just everything. No, I definitely agree with you 100%. Like, it's it's a breath of fresh air that, you know, we're finally going to get a DC movie that is overall accepted by the masses. You know, not, not saying anything wrong about Batman vs. Superman or anything by Suicide Squad because I actually liked 
Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition. You know, it, oh, it, yeah. sitting Makes down sense. and watching that four-hour movie, it was long, but I was finally able to appreciate it. Suicide Squad, did I think it was over-the-top great? No, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. So to see Wonder Woman come in and being a female superhero and people being up that door now that we're not have, like stuck with just Batman and Superman movies that we can now expand further into right. the DC universe like that was I think what made Arrow so great was that it was something different than just Batman and Superman um, and same thing with Flash and so you know with as much trouble as the Flash movies had over the, the, the past year or so this movie does well you could see a lot of things start picking up for the, that movie, you know, the Shazam movie and so forth. And then we start getting into the lesser known DC characters getting their own movies similar to how Marvel's done with like Guardians of the Galaxy or Doctor Strange or, you know, Iron Man. We never would have thought Iron Man would have gotten his own movie. So right. I'm really excited about this movie. I'm going to probably see it um, Sunday night. Just because, you know, my, you know, two girls right now are too young to go see it in the movie theater. So I'll probably wait till they go to bed and then hop over to the movie theater Sunday night and go see it. But another thing that I'm excited about is it's a period piece of, and it's yeah. World War One, And it's never, you know, granted, World War Two is the popular war to do. It's the easiest war to do. You know, Captain America basically locked that down. So to see that they're going to go back and use that time period... I think it was, was a great move and not try to make it, you know, in the present, you know, in the now type deal and make it more of a, a real origin story and show, you know, the true background of, of Diana transitioning into Wonder Woman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with Wonder Woman coming out, then you have... The next female super superhero movie scheduled to come out is Miss Marvel. What would be if you were in charge of either Warner Brothers or Marvel? So we already know we got Wonder Woman out now. Miss Marvel is basically hasn't started production yet, but it's basically locked up. What would be the other female superhero movie you would make? Hmm. Hmm. Question. Um, I would personally like to see, um, a Catwoman movie done Ooh, correctly. Yes. Um, everybody loves the anti-hero, mm -hmm. you know, cause you just don't know really where they stand. Um, and I think there's so much potential for good stories there. Um, and I think she's iconic enough for people to know about or care about. Um, and I think it's far enough removed from Holly Berry's Catwoman, where oh yeah, I remember that. It could be worth some. It could be worth exploring. That I mean, that would probably be the, the, everyone's favorite pick. I think that would, that would as long as it's done right wouldn't be a hard sell at all and you get a right. lot of people i would take on the challenge of doing 
a, and I know this is difficult to do because it's, you know, it's the flash is going through this right now with the movie character, but a legit Supergirl movie. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I think that. What was the other one that came out? Wasn't it like 79 or 78? Uh, no, it was mid eighties. No, it was eighties. Yeah, mid eighties. Yeah, eighty five. Because yeah, because Reeves had his Superman in seventy seven, seventy eight, and it was well after Superman two. They came out with yeah. Supergirl, but I would try to tackle that one more time. Um, or if I was Sony, if I was the head of Sony, I would try to do a like a Spider Gwen movie. Oh uh, yeah, Spider Woman. Um, you know, geared towards more of the tween girls and yeah. stuff. Um, a Black Canary movie, where Black Canary is more of like the punk rocker that we've seen before and stuff. Um, or Harley, you know, they, they've you know they're yeah. throwing around Harley doing her own movie and stuff. You could definitely do it that, but the, I think that would be the easiest route to go to because for whatever Suicide Squad was, you know. Harley stole a show, so I think that's an easy way that you could go. Yeah. No, I definitely. Yeah, I, Harley would be the easiest. Then Catwoman. Then then you're getting into a lot of unknown territories. But if I was going to be in charge of Warner Brothers, and I'm not saying the next one would ha- the next movie would have to be Supergirl, but then I would definitely try to tackle a Supergirl movie. I think there's an yeah. audience out there for it. Sure. I mean, if there's an audience out there for the TV show. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? Exactly. And you could go, you know, into a little bit darker, not too much, but a little bit darker, a little bit more serious tone with that Supergirl in the movie theater, you know, ways, I think. Sure. Instead of just the, the lightheartedness that Supergirl tries to do on TV, like what Flash does. So, all right. That basically wraps it up for us. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening to us on another episode. Um, through, throughout this summer, we're actually going to start transitioning the show and start tackling on a couple different topics and try to uh, broaden our horizons to just be more than just television and try to cover as many news pieces as possible. So please listen in and you know tune in and let us know how, we, uh, how we're doing. If you would, uh, go on iTunes and give us that beautiful five star rating, or just hey, if you think we suck, give us a one star rating. You know, be honest. Um, that's what we're here for. So that's it for Mike and Mark and LRMOnline.com. Make sure you tune in for our next episode, which will be kind of doing more focused on Gotham, Supergirl, kind of recap just a little bit of you know, really quickly Flash and Arrow. And then some of the other TV shows we've been watching um, this spring and kind of wrapping up heading into summertime.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.